to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today, we are actually going to take a sidestep before moving on to our 20th episode edition. And we wanted to continue the conversation we had last time with Lori and uh, the topic of having a husband that has a struggle with lust. Um, There was a few things that we reflected on after the podcast. We spoke with both Samantha and I spoke to our husbands and there are a few pertinent pieces we thought we could have continued on or shared or like delved into. And so we decided why not just throw in a little mini podcast today to talk about such topics. So Samantha, Eric mentioned something about, well, are women part of the problem? Oh, that's hard. Um, So I definitely think that, um, you know, obviously the way that women dress, and I know there's this whole thing where we could be like, he shouldn't be looking or whatever, that whole controversial thing. But the truth of the matter is, is that they are visual. And so um, I think that society, the way that it's gone with our like styles, um, I definitely feel like, you know, there's, um, what am I trying to say? You know, just the trends of things could definitely like, of course it's going to catch a guy's eye Mm -hmm. and to sit there and say like, well, he shouldn't be looking or what I wear doesn't, you know, it's my, my body. Yeah, Yeah. It's on hip. I agree to that in a, a, a point, but then also there's things that you wear and you're like, um, well, of course, any guy is going to notice. And, yeah. you know, girls notice that stuff too. Like we asked, we were talking like us girls, like if there's a cute girl or something, we see her we're like, oh, you know, like you notice her, you just, right. you know, it's natural to notice that. Right. Um, so yes, I definitely feel like you know, they are being um, tempted or, you know, it is hard probably for a guy to (laughs) go out in public a lot of times. Um, But I also think that as a wife, we have a lot of things that we can do to help our husbands in that area. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard for men with what they're exposed to, like you just said, but I also think it's hard for women in two different positions. So in one if you go out with your husband or say you go to the beach with him and there's a really hot girl that, of course, you're going to notice too, you're not lusting after, but you're like, dang, like, uh, is he going to look? Or be like jealous and envious. Yeah. Like, I want to look like her. Yeah. An honest thought. So not only, you know, is that affecting other women can be affecting other women and, you know, their marriages or, or whatnot. And then also, do you have a role to play in where is the balance of, I want to look good for my husband. My husband wants me to dress up. He likes when I do. But where is the line of like what's too far, but what is still kind of trendy? Do you ever struggle with that, Samantha? 
Oh, for sure. And I feel like I am more the conservative one on the topic. And then my husband is like, no, wear this or, you know, so it is hard, especially as a Christian woman. It's like, I want to look cute and for my husband and I want to wear the things that he likes. But then I also don't ever want to, you know, be the reason for another guy to uh, struggle or, you know, and so it's just like that hard balance of, okay, looking cute, but tastefully and, you know. There's just, there's so much pressure to be a girl in society. I don't know. I don't, I think we all have insecurities. We never feel pretty enough, perhaps, or it's, you know, just wanting to make sure like our husband's eyes are on us. I don't know what it is. What is it down to our core that just makes us like insecure about ourselves I mean, I think, well, one, it's just like a, a curse from the whole Adam and Eve thing yeah, is right. like instantly knowing they were naked. And um, so then they're, it was like instantly they were aware of themselves. So it's like this inner, um, you know, stressing out about what you look like or whatever. It like started from the beginning. Dang it, Eve, why'd you eat that apple? <laughs> um, but then also I think that um, – our society plays a huge role in that because of commercials and advertisements and everything that they say you need to like the standards of do you ever think about like how women get ready it's like oh they gotta go do this and this and they have so many steps and men like take a shower put on the clothes and maybe throw some gel in their hair yeah like there's so many things like we have our nails done like all these standards so I think it's that too and then I think naturally women are like competitive not always in a bad way but I think like naturally in nature even if you look at animals like I watched a TikTok of these (laughs) these lions and it was a male lion and then a female lion and it was almost like the one was the wife I know that they're not married but like (laughs) this this female other female lion so there's two females was walking past in this the I don't know its girlfriend or whatever like jumped on him like turned its head and like derived it's a like the male lion's attention and yeah. I, it's just like I was like wow like that's yeah. crazy that it was like literally like right. you would if you're watching this I'm like I that's her man like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they say that's how us women same feel. partner hey, but like she like totally yeah like she totally like jumped in front and like was rubbing all up on them and right. I'm like wow that's really interesting yeah, so, so maybe there's like a nature well and even um when we were deciding to keep one of the puppies from our German shepherd litter it was um somebody that said do not keep two females from the same litter and we're like we never thought of that you know we would have thought it would have been the males that would have been fighting and whatnot but I don't know. It's just such a pickle that us women are in today because it's the the pressures of trying to be pretty, all of us feeling like we're failing in some way, um, wanting to dress cute in order to feel cute and actually just to feel confident. Sometimes it has nothing to do with our husbands. Sometimes we just want to feel confident. We're walking into a room and meeting new people. And then again, what is the balance of like, you know, what is dressing too far across the line or like dressing to seek attention? I know when I was younger, early on in my marriage, it's like, the closer I got to God, the more it was like a reveal to me of like, oh my gosh, you're dressing for attention. You're, you're, I don't know, just doing things that it seems ridiculous to me now. I have to do a side note though. In my walk with God, so after Eric and I got married, we weren't really close to God. Then we started going to church after Cleet was born. And then I went, you know, I kind of go all in to certain things you do too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I almost went so conservative. I was wearing long dresses. 
Like I, I went like, I know my poor husband. <laughs> like the Amish. Yeah. Well, because I'm like, well, I shouldn't tempt. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't be conservative. But he's like, ew, I don't want to go out in public with you anymore. <laughs> so um, I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, it's all relative because what, back in the day, you couldn't show your ankles. And then it's, yep. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's a really hard line. I think that you just have to um, follow your convictions with God and listen to your husband and also um, just be true to yourself. And if your motives are not, you know, are in the right place, then I think that's like kind of each person's their own. You might be convicted to wear a certain thing and this person might not be or whatever. And I don't think we should judge other women for what they do choose Mm -hmm. to wear um, because it is their choice and that's their own walk. And who are we Think about the woman that was bigger in her younger years or say the woman that just was so shy she just had no confidence and all of a sudden in her 30s or 40s she just finally like comes into her own you know it's like you don't know her walk and and the why or again if only we can just have a reset not be jealous and you know of course there there can be a line but there's also rules we never touched on not rules but like what Eric and I try to do in our marriage like um, never go in a car alone with the opposite sex, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be in a vehicle with another man. When I text other men, I typically, if possible, will text their wife also included. Mm-hmm. So there's just like other things that you can do in order to like always keep that, um, Hedge of protection. There's yeah. a book called hedge of protection and it's a Christian book. And it's just talking about putting boundaries in your marriage. Um, before anything ever happens that way nothing will ever happen because yeah. really honestly when an affair happens or something you know slips up it's not usually just this like one thing it doesn't happen instantly it's you know maybe they did ride in the car together and right. then they like were laughing and maybe <clears throat> you were having a struggle in your marriage at the time and then you know it's like little things keep adding up mm-hmm. so if you just never go there in the first place you it just creates an atmosphere that can never fall into that right and and you're if you're centered in Christ, and then your marriage is centered in Christ, right? You mm-hmm. open up that communication. And I loved, I really loved when Lori said like, he knew that he could come talk to me, and I wouldn't like lash out. That I'm was huge because so I big. I I want to be that wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my husband's <laughs> like, yeah, you're not that wife. <laughs> I just get. Yeah. Um, but no, that's so admirable. And yeah. I'm like, okay, goals. I want to be able to do that. Like right. I want to be able to be his sister in Christ and mm-hmm. have that complete open communication. Right. And then if you have that, right. So you, you're grounded in, in God, you have each other, you have this open line of communication. You're not lashing out. You're kind of actually thinking, you know, if, if you, you went to that party or you were exposed to this event and you, you saw your husband do that double take, like be like, Hey, I did too. Like she was cute, you know? And like, at some point you kind of have to just step out of, of your body sometimes and say, what's the truth? What's the lie? And what's, what's logic here? Like, yeah, she's cute. So be it. Um, but one thing we haven't talked about too, is other areas to ways to protect your marriage. I know over the years, myself included, Um, when you have dry seasons of being intimate with your spouse, I mean, if, if that is one thing you're concerned about, so it's like, are we doing everything wrong? But if you have open communication, if you, um, have intimacy, consistent intimacy, if you Mm -hmm. have, you know, there's things that you have building blocks of a marriage that when you, I guess when you do get all of those right, 
then your husband likely will, would not even be looking or having as much okay. issues with the lust, lust and all that. So yeah, definitely. I really think that we play a huge role in this. Um, so in our marriage podcast that we talked about the book only for men and only for women, they, um, in the only for women, it talks about a study of, um, they ask, I think like a hundred men, if a attractive female was to get up and do a business presentation in front of you, like what would your thoughts be going And Like a huge amount of them were talking about like how they'd be undressing her in her, their mind. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I could not believe that. Cause I guess women, maybe some women uh, do that. I don't know. I don't think that's typical no. for women. Right. Like I'm like, I would have never even thought of that. Yeah. Like, you know? And so I kind of like really, um, I don't know, didn't settle right with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, is my husband thinking about undressing mm-hmm. women? And we had this whole conversation and um, he was like, thankfully, I feel like God's protected me a lot in that area um, because who's to say, like, I don't know why I haven't fallen into that trap or whatever. It's just God's grace or whatever. Um, but he was saying that also it's like, you know, if that woman's standing up there, it might be like a double bacon cheeseburger or whatever. But if you made him a lunch and it was super delicious and he packed his favorite sushi. I don't know, my husband loves sushi, but, um, you know, and he's like so full and he's like, oh my gosh, I cannot take one more bite. Like, oh yeah, that burger looks great. I'm sure it's delicious, but I'm so full. I can't even like the thought of taking another bite, like, nope, no thanks. And so I was like, that's a really good analogy um, because intimacy is such a strong um, desire for men and such like plays a huge role and it is so important in the marriage too Mm -hmm. um is the way you connect but if they are starving from that or if um you know they never feel desired or whatever obviously they're you know if you've been on a uh I don't know, 40 day fast and that cheeseburger sitting in front of you, you're going to be way more hungry, way more tempted. But if you just ate, you know, it's like the same thing with the intimacy. So I think that us wives have um, a role to fill and a duty to fill. And that's not to say, I want to do a side note, that is not to say that there's any excuse for cheating or that it's someone's fault. This is just to look at overall, what is our part to play? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's biblical too. You know, there's that scripture in song of Psalms where it's like, unless you're fasting, like do not deny your body to your, uh, your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you are fasting, you know, do it before God, if God leads you to that, do it for a short window, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's very important. And I think that, um, I think that if we are desiring our husbands and filling his needs, he's not going to be looking other places for that. Right. Yeah. And I think, I know you looked up some studies that you sent to me. Um, There's one study on WebMD talking about the frequency of intimacy. Um, And I'll just read it down the list. So 7% of American adults were intimate once or twice in the last year. And this does not show ages, but I think this is just an overall average. 10% 10% did not get intimate in the past year. 19% were intimate twice or three times. 17% once a month. 5% four or more times a week. 16 <laughs> um, twice or three times per week. And then 25% weekly, just once a week. So the greater majority, That's the crazy. 25%, the biggest, um, was mm. just weekly. Um 10% 
not in the last year. That's insane. Well, and we do need to also state, you know, like you yeah. just mentioned, like in our situation with Sadie, you know, a baby, not only a baby, a baby with cancer. I mean, there are definitely like anomalies. There's reasons like you're not going to hit the mark, but if all like things grief, considered. Yeah. Grief, yeah. if he's cheated, if something or like, you know, there's been an affair in the marriage or like some crazy um, thing, obviously there's going to be setbacks. We're just talking about your average day, like nothing major crazy is going on. Yeah. So we just wanted to clarify on that. Like right. there are going to be times. And then this is another set, um, study, uh, NBC News published it. I'm not sure who did the study, but this was in 2017. It said um, the average adult enjoyed being intimate 54 times per year. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, over the years, I've known others, and again, myself included, just, you know, if you're a mom of uh, little kids, you've mentioned it in a previous podcast, mm-hmm. you can get tapped out or touched, touched out, out, I think you yeah. said, um, <clears throat> and you're just busy, overwhelmed. You just kind of want to go hide in a corner. So, I mean, we, we get that moms if you're going through that. However, I think it took me, it took me until last year to realize kind of what I'm, I think Jonathan touched on intimacy for men is not them wanting to, I don't know how to say it. Just the action. Just the action, like one and done or whatever. Um, It's not that. Um, When we were in our life group uh, study last year, they all mentioned that is, they, it was like intertwined with feeling loved. It's Mm -hmm. like how they Mm -hmm. feel loved. Like I want to, I want my husband to call me and come in and hug me and hold my hand in the car. But like that, all those things are okay to them. But like if you're not doing the other, like don't even try anything else. So all this to say is our marriage has, whenever that is a priority, it has thrived, it's flourished. Um, and then do you want more communications? It's like the vicious cycle, mm-hmm. like who's going to give in first, but okay, you're not having open communications, you're getting nowhere. And and so you're holding off further because you're, re- or you're resentful because he's not keeping up with things, whatever it, it could be. Try the intimacy side. And I had somebody tell me years ago, if you want to talk to him about something that you really need to get across and you feel like it's just going to go in one year and out the other, be intimate and then, and then have that conversation. Yeah. Naturally. I think that, um, it's like, they don't know. Um, but their mood is different. Everything like it affects everything. They probably actually do know they do know, (laughs) but, um, they, I think that if you're lacking and you're just not connecting, I mean, I had, like I shared in the other podcast about how, when I was touched out and I, it really was a mindset that I had to switch for me, um, and say like, okay, well, it's not the same. And I do want this time with my husband. I do want to have a strong marriage. And, um, if you look up the statistics, like, or being intimate, uh, releases so much stress. It's like so yeah. good for you. Like women could probably like, if you are stressed out and like, right. you feel like that's a lot, it's probably what it is probably what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when that happens and it's just like naturally, like I feel like my husband is so much more, um, in love with me and just like gooey, I don't know, what do you yeah. want to call it? Like, like Enamored, how about the, the, helpful, yeah, like the doting things. husband, mm-hmm. but then also, um, he does help out way more with the kids and like notice like when I'm getting stressed or whatever. And so it's like just crazy. And I think that's how like God designed it. Um, and we're not saying like, Oh, go do this. So then he'll help do the dishes <laughs> or whatever. But it's just like naturally, a like 
happens on you're both going to get what you want, mm-hmm. basically. And we're circling all this again back to, uh, you know, keeping your husband's attention on you or if your husband is struggling with lust or perhaps maybe all men do to some degree. Okay, we're just, again, we're trying to like, what are ways to combat that or what are ways to like strengthen even your perception about how much he loves you? Well, this is one great way. You had looked up some things on barriers to being intimate. Do you? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I guess most common things for women are a huge one is um, not feeling confident, like maybe the way you look like right after a baby or if you've gained weight. Um, It's really hard for women to, you know, want to do that when they don't feel sexy, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to just say to that most men do not see all that stuff. Like women are so much harder on themselves and I, and men are just like, get naked. (laughs) 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 We just really break it down. Like (laughs) they're not looking at that. They're not like critiquing you. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe there's someone on here like, you don't know my husband and that's sad and that's on him. Um, you know, there might be a small portion of husbands, but this is for the general, most husbands in general. Um, you know, being tired, stressed out, I think little kids, that was a huge one. If you have a lot of kids sleeping in your bed or even just one kid sleeping in your bed. Um, so those are all things that, you know, are the typical things that women say is, you know, stress, being touched out, not feeling attractive. Um, I think we live in a different day and age too, you know, yeah. where the the women are the breadwinners and, you know, if if our minds work differently than men, men it can turn it off, turn it on so easy, right? So yeah. if women get to a point of like, oh my gosh, I career woman, just worked, just did all of these household things and now I'm like barely just getting by and I finally hit the bed and I finally am like, ah, you know, that's going to be the last thing that they're going to think about, you know, unless they're figuring out ways, taking back control in order to actually put their husband first, maybe put the kids to bed earlier, like you said, you guys do, um, in order to make, make sure you have that quality time together. Um, but I know that is for sure. A barrier. Well, yeah. And men have the compartment brain so they can like leave work at work and they can do this and like they separate everything. So their stuff doesn't flow. And actually women have like spaghetti noodle yeah. brains. So everything is connected. Everything is such a, you know, correlates and goes and feeds into the other one. Um, and I think too, a lot of women, I know this was a thing for me is like being able to shut off your mind to like Mm -hmm. focus on what you're doing versus being in the moment and sitting there being like, oh my gosh, I got this. And oh, I can't forget to fill out that paperwork for school. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we have to though, take our thoughts captive and really like train ourselves to Mm kind of, you know, shut that out, focus on the task. Right. And to, um, you know, not let the stress just like flow into the marriage bed. All this to say, um, you should battle for your marriage. Eric and I are just at like the height of our marriage. And I know that he's just adoring me. You know, I'm not going to think about the things that I I once did. Um, Mm -hmm. I, it just, it's, it's a battle. You got to strap up and, uh, do what you know you need to do. Or, um, sometimes people don't realize this. It's, it's still kind of taboo to talk about. It's kind of crazy that we're talking about it this early in our podcast and we're trying to do a very clean podcast, but this is so important. This yeah, is like it is extremely important. Yeah. Um, I think it's huge. And another thing that I wanted to say that, um, I didn't is that I think men's when you boil it down and Lori actually said it too, and this book touches on it is that your husband wants to feel desired and 
you know, I think sadly you can look back, a lot of women could probably look back and be like, oh, I could see why he doesn't feel desired. Or, you know, it's like the the husbands are always chasing us or pursuing us. And then what if the roles were reversed? And, you know, that's kind of sad to think like, what if he didn't, you know, how would we feel? We'd feel rejected and whatnot. We would not forget about it either. Yeah. (laughs) Our poor husbands. One time, five years ago. um, But yeah, so I think that that's basically what it boils down to is for men is that they just want to be desired. And I think that is where a lot of um, that struggle, like Lori was talking about, comes up for men. And like she had said, like he wasn't in love with those girls or didn't want to be in a relationship with them. He was seeking being desired. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think there's a part that we can play as the wives. Like, do we make them feel desired? Right. No matter the time of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So ladies, um, your quick tips as a recap, dress cute, but modest, but modest, (laughs) but do what you want. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, it is at the end of the day, your own convictions, right? Yes. It's between you and God. But, uh, we, we've talked about this multiple times, wake up, put makeup on, do something like you've said, even just if you put a yoga pants on, but they're cuter and you put a little mascara on, like there's things that you can do yourself. I think most of what we're talking about is all internalized in our, the women's head. So like, let's like, again, change our perspective, do some things different. Um, you even talked about, I think there was a study about when women work out, even if they're going through the, say the menopausal state, they're not losing weight, but they are working out. They naturally like start feeling more confident, feeling better about themselves, all Mm -hmm. these things. So I think just all of this is in our heads. Yes, there, there, you know, there are things you can do to uh, maximize your marriage with your husband. So that's not, but all these other things are in our head. So, but there's things we can do about it. We can take steps today. Wake up, put a little bit of mascara on. It takes me now that I don't wear foundation. Samantha doesn't wear foundation. And I was like, you don't. And so my morning routine, unless I'm like going out and I want to do a little bit of more or heavy eyeliner is a little bit of blush. Sometimes bronzer, but just a little bit of br- a blush. Um, what's it called? Eyeshadow and a tiny bit of mascara. Literally sixty seconds. So, and it does. I I go from like yo to like yo. Okay, <laughs> hey yo. I mean, I wouldn't go to the hay level, but it's like okay, I'm presentable enough. So, um, I think that's important. What else? Um, I think a lot of it is mindset. Um, so like getting prepared early on in the day and like hyping yourself up for it and like being, making sure that the kids go to bed and like setting the tone for the evening to do stuff for that. And just like, like, all right, tonight, right. It's going to happen. Put your husband first. Uh huh. Yeah. Actually do it. Yeah. And just, and, and maybe this is really what it boils down to. Um, cause I was reading a lot of stats and, um, it was a good point. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's seven times a week or once every other week or whatever once a year once a year it's what is are you both happy in your marriage with the frequency and so maybe you're like hey we are only once a year but hey my husband is good and he doesn't want it anymore like okay then that's fine so I think it comes down to like hey are you happy with the amount of whatever right. and like kind of like open that window of communication and just talk about it mm-hmm. um and and on the flip side I know that there's some women that are like it's the opposite roles right you know there's 
you know, yeah. the husband or whatever. So everyone's different. Yeah. I think that just communicate with your husband about it and like talk about it. It feels awkward and weird mm-hmm. at first. I think sometimes yeah. like we can talk, we can like go deep on conversations yeah. now. Not, I'm not going to get him to read the for him only book. Eric, read the dang book. He won't. I have He's... the audio. You can listen to it. <laughs> he won't. But at least like I'm so proud of like where we've gone from and where we're at like I mean we can go Mm -hmm. down topics and I'm like I would have myself even five years ago would have been like Uh you know just kind of in a pissy mood over that and Mm -hmm. then I'm like you know and I think everything's back to God he's so good and and you do get mature and then you do still overthink things I'm not going to say that like ever goes away anyways I think um think something that I learned when we were discussing this is that when my husband had told me the first time, like, I don't feel like you desire me. This is a while ago. I got defensive and I started like, and he's like, hold on. I'm the one that has the issue. Why are you mad at me? You're rejecting me. I tell you. And now you're mad at me. And I was like, oh, snap. And I'm like, well, crap. And then that made me feel worse. But, um, I think that we have to have, like, if we're going to ask big questions and have open conversations, we have to maybe pray and soften our heart and really try to view it as their side. Um, and just like try to see their perspective because whether or not that's how you feel that it is, it's their truth or it's how they're feeling. And so, you know, just take that into consideration and maybe prepare yourself and not get defensive. Because no, I've learned from me. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I would never. Um, no, but I think that sometimes as women, when our husbands say something, we can snap into natural like defense mm-hmm. mode and like, well, do you know what I like? I did this, da, da, da. right? And um, that's not going to make open communication. No. So having Sadie in the room for four years, and then him giving me that ultimatum, and I think I might have shared that. He was like, it's either me or her. I'm going to go sleep on the couch Mm -hmm. until she's out of the room. And I was like, what? Like, I was like going to get really angry. Like, you can't do that. But then in the very next thought, I was like, oh, my gosh, wait. Like, I feel so wanted. Like, whoa. (laughs) So it was really sweet. Actually, I'm still tickled about it. And just like when he sends me, he might not read those books. And that's fine. But he he sends me these love songs all the time. That's like such – so like – if you have a husband out there, he's afraid to show emotions or he just can't go there. Not afraid. Um, he just It's not his natural tendency or he's never taught that. Um, my husband sends me country songs that have a sweet message about like me riding shotgun and like, I don't know, just like the most beautiful messages. And he does it like at least once a week. Um, so that is something that I feel like has really sparked our marriage and brought us closer and makes me feel so wanted in order for me to, you know, again, give it, try to give it back to him. So. I love that. That's super cute. All right. Well, how long was a side combo? Oh, that's a pretty long side combo. (laughs) Well, we hope you found value um, in what we shared today. I know we kind of went down a few different rabbit holes, but um, we just thought it was important to say that, you know, maybe women do have a role, whether it's in our mind or whether it's how we're dressing, um, along with the other things we mentioned. So, yeah, that's it. Also, Nikki, what are you having for dinner? (laughs) um I don't know something deer we have to get rid of the deer because it's deer season and I haven't thought it out so something deer yeah I don't know it's Friday so I don't know if we're gonna like eat out actually our friends might be coming over we'll do this I think this is fun to do for dinner so if you have friends that live close to you we call it like hodgepodge dinner and so it's like you just bring over whatever needs to be used up or going Mm -hmm. bad and then I'll 
bring or you know whatever and put my stuff in it and then we just make these random dinners I love that. um and so <laughs> it's probably gonna be like hodgepodge dinner tonight nice yeah that's so. fun yeah okay all right ladies <laughs> oh you're gonna sneeze <laughs> i was like okay Welcome back, mamas. See you next time, mamas. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see my feelings now. I can see through my mind. And the secrets to shut my eyes, to shut